0: Day 28, man. Day 28. Man, we rolling. We rolling. Rolling right through uh, Leviticus, bro. And uh, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Like the Day of Atonement, right? Like the Day of Atonement was this centerpiece we talked about last time of the book, right? right. So the book, it's funny because the book transitions after this point. Uh, yep. like it's that centerpiece. It's the central piece of the entire book really one of the central pieces of the law right yeah and then you get leviticus 17 comes through Mm. right yeah and and you see this theme i love what i love about god bro is he's consistent right right he's not predictable necessarily but he is like consistent right know? yeah and so like in the first 16 chapters he keeps talking about atonement, atonement 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 this is how you this is how um i want sins to be atoned for right And so in 17, that's when he comes with the ethical implications, right, Uh that the people are supposed to carry out. So it's, again, grace, right, sacrifice that God provides before law. It's Mm. the same thing every time.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: Yeah. And so in 17, God just comes out and talks about, yo, like, man. Y'all about to enter this land, and there's just a few things I do not want you guys to do. One is to not sacrifice in the tabernacle, right? You, we already been We've been doing this now, like I've been telling <laughs> right, y'all. Right. We sacrifice in the tabernacle before me. Why? Because I don't want you guys to sacrifice to other gods. Right. right. Yep. I'm the only true God. Sacrifice to me, and then I don't want you guys eating randomly, just eating. the the things you would sacrifice with right right? yeah because because one life is in the blood so life has to be uh put in place for you uh, when you come and sacrifice to make atonement right for us to be reconciled back to one another um and so this is why like the new testament right so often talks about jesus's blood right god isn't some vampire right (laughs) Right. blood right Right. but it's just saying like no for christ to shed his blood that means he gave his life right? uh yeah and so yeah. god is giving specific ethical implications and then in 18 man it was so good it just hit me like a ton of bricks i i think man the big principle that i came away from this chapter is was like man there's always pressure to capitulate to the culture around us right yep yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and they're going into this land yeah and god is like i know temptation is going to be there to uh to kind of like yeah capitulate and conform mm-hmm. to so what they do what to what they do, and it, it's the same thing now, man. Right. Like, it's it, the temptations are different,
1: right? But they're
0: there, yeah, nonetheless.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 18 starts off, and God says, All right, yo, it's not just that there's a danger to capitulate when you go into new territory, but God's gonna go and say, No, nah, nah, y'all can even fall back and just mm. do things like you saw in Egypt. And so, God's <sighs> continually trying to remind them, Listen, y'all aren't Egyptians. Y'all aren't Canaanites, right? Y'all are mine, right? God is, God's trying to say, no, no, listen, like the concerns that I have both moral and ethical, right? All Mm -hmm, of those mm -hmm. things are, they're too big or they're too broad to fit into the Egyptian box. They're too big, they're too broad to fit into the Canaanite box, right? They're too big, Mm -hmm. they're too broad to fit into the Republican box. They're too Ooh. big, too broad to fit into the Democrat box. God's constantly going to say, Listen, there is a temptation for you, uh, for the water that you swim in to rub off on you. And God says, I just constantly want you to know your identity, whose you are, your are mind, mm. right? And so 19 comes through and we see all of the laws once again. And this is just, right? This is longhand right? Mm-hmm. So shorthand mm-hmm. is um, love your neighbor as yourself. Good. And this is so good. longhand. All right, well, what do you mean by that, right? So it's like a, um, my family is the onward Chekwas, right? That's shorthand to describe all of us. But then the longhand is who? Oh, well, that's John, that's Chandra, Ava, that's, you know, my mom and my dad, right? That there's a way to Expand that, and that's what Leviticus 19 does. So it gives these laws to help you know what it means to love. And hear this: Mm -hmm. love is not just not lying, right? Love is not just not harming. Love is proactively taking initiative for the benefit of others. So Leviticus 19, God's going to come through, and He's going to say things like this: like, "Hey, y'all, don't glean to the edge of your field." And what that means is God saying, "All right, look." Y'all have got these fields. Y'all can go all the way to the edges, right? Like when you're eating ice cream, right? You eat all the ice cream, then you take that time and you lick every corner of the bowl. God's saying, don't do that with your farms that make you money. First of all, because I'm the one that causes crops to grow and I don't want to just meet your needs. I want to meet the needs of the poor. So God's going to say, listen, don't glean to the edge of the field. Capitalism's cool, that's fine, but God's going to tell them, don't make as much profit as you can, because one of the ways that I'm going to provide for the poor is through the excess that I have for you. So the poor are always going to be with you, and among the people of God, the poor should never starve, and that's something that sets God's people apart from the rest of the world. The rest of the world doesn't care about people in the hood. They'll let them starve. The rest of the world doesn't care about the disenfranchised. They'll let them starve, but what God's saying, but among my people, nah, nah, nah. I want everybody to know that the poor uh, are worth just as more uh, as those who may even have the power to buy the poor. Capitalism says, um, yeah, you're worth as much as the things you can afford. Uh, God's saying, nah, like all of my people have the same worth. And so God's going to bake these things into the law to show how distinct his people are. Bro, you just
0: killed it. (laughs) Facts. Like, man, that is so good, man. Like, this is... You know the highest level of Old Testament ethic. Right. right? Leviticus 19 was that passage that they came back to um, when it when it when it wanted to talk about love of neighbor, like you said. Right. And like I think what was good too, man. In Leviticus 18, it was primarily like you shall not, you shall not. But here in 19, it's more you shall. You should. Mm. And so, like, the people of God have to be known not just for what they're against. Like <laughs> anybody could be known for that. Right,
1: right. But what we're for. Right. right?
0: What yeah. are the things we are to do, right? Yeah. What are the things we are to pursue? Right. And and what I love is that, you know, Leviticus 17 through the end of the book is like the holiness code. Right. But, but what God is showing us is like, yo, holiness, justice, and equity. Right. Right. That is holiness. Right, right, right. right. You know, like we think of holiness as just this personal, me and Jesus, my relationship, Western, me and my Bible, I do my thing. I don't do this sin. I don't do that sin. Right. But God is like, no, no, holiness, man, encompasses like interpersonal public witness for me. That's good. Right? For the poor, for the disenfranchised, and for those who can't speak for themselves. And so like that, we have to think about holiness. And again, this is this boogeyman word, holiness, holiness, legalism, (laughs) legalism. No, no, no. (laughs) Like, this is a good thing, man, especially how we relate to the people of God's world, bro. Yep,
1: and we see, oh. Yeah, now go ahead. And that's what we see that God himself does, right? For people that are morally and spiritually bankrupt, Mm. God comes through and takes the initiative for us and makes poor people spiritually rich and whole. We're provided for, and that's how a sinful people, right? are brought into relationship with a holy act.